Hello, I'm Fiona Ritchie. My mother moved in with me a few years ago as she needed a little help to remain independent because she was losing her eyesight. My observational musings are the reason I remain sane. This is my weekly diary, so you know what shenanigans we've been getting up to. Mum and I have a routine, which means our predictability makes it easier for me to set up trip hazards. I work closely with the local coroner, so it will look like an accident. Mum usually appears about nine every morning, so I get up at least half an hour ahead of her and set up the house, ready for the day. Invariably, I end up waiting by her chair at the appointed hour in preparation to putting her surgical stockings on. Her, not me. As normal, Mum wobbled down the hall towards me and leant her walking stick against the wall. She was ages trying to balance it, and once she let it go, it slowly slid down the wall and hit her on the foot. She said something unrepeatable, kicked the stick, and asked me what I was standing there for. I picked the stick up and clubbed her over the head with it. Sorry. Leaned it against the wall, bade her good morning, and asked if she'd had a good night's sleep. You know it takes me ages to get ready. Have you put my stick up against the wall? What's taking you so long to get the stockings on? I've had my leg up here for ages. For goodness sake, what's wrong with you? I removed her slippers. Mum was clutching her eyebrow pencil. We were expecting her niece Judy, so she wanted to look her best. I suggested a change of personality might help too. She suggested I got on with it and she hadn't got all day. I've mentioned her eyebrow pencil before, but for the record, it was bought in the early 1970s and it's lasted this long because she only uses it for special occasions and never throws anything away. It's a war thing. On inspection of the eyebrow pencil, it was clearly blunt and the crayon absolutely solid, so I decided to blast it for three minutes in the microwave. After putting out the fire, I headed to where Mum had parked herself. The newly softened dark brown mass was still hot, so much so that Mum shouted, Ow! as the first drops of colour were splattered up her forehead. I made an attempt to remove it, but it just smudged over a greater area, so I left it, along with the red welt I had inadvertently made, and then tackled the other eyebrow. Luckily, the pencil had not yet reset, so I daubed a line roughly where her brow ought to be and stood back to admire my handiwork while Mum asked me how she looked. She looked like the circus was in town. Anyway, you'll probably appreciate that I never venture into Mum's bedroom and that's absolutely necessary as my life insurance policy doesn't cover any accidents that occur in this vicinity of the house. However, Mum had asked me to help her sort out some items on a sideboard and remove the dust as it was presently about an inch deep and making her cough. I pulled up a chair for her to be comfortable and advised her that I was only going to tell her what was on the sideboard and she could decide what to do with the items later. I ran through what I could see. A bag full of bags, eight dried out old nail bottles, some loose cotton wool balls, bits of string, an empty screw top pot, a postcard from Spain sent in 2012, although I couldn't quite make out who it was from, a gaudy bracelet, some things that looked like they'd come from a Christmas cracker, 
a spider's leg, an old hand mirror, a dishcloth, bald sweets in a paper bag, which are just one big lump, and you could cause serious damage if you were hit over the head with them, like a snooker ball in a sock. An old address book, some paper clips, one peanut, one raisin, that can't be a coincidence, and a cup handle. I propose we throw everything away. Mum gave me a look at this suggestion, but it was completely wasted on me as her fabulous painted splodged melted eyebrows took all the wither out of her glare. I decided after this exhaustive dusting and sorting out that we should have a cup of tea and made my way to the kitchen to put the kettle on. While the kettle boiled, I went back to reading my book, How to Club Someone to Death Without Leaving a Bruise. Half an hour later, Mum slowly shuffled into my periphery vision. She went to the kettle, switched it back on, moved the mugs to the sink, exhaled really heavily and poured boiling water straight down the plug hole, missing the mugs altogether. I leapt to my feet, apologising profusely while grappling the empty kettle from her old gnarled hands and refilled it. I thought you'd gone to China to get the tea I was waiting so long. I beat her with a shovel. Anyway, Mum asked me to order some more blood pressure pills for her and on returning from the pharmacy, I explained I'd put them on her seat so she couldn't miss them. Ten minutes later, she lurched into view and sat on her chair and the packet of pills. Oh, what's this? Oh, they're my tablets. <laughs> I sound like Moses. God love her. So I was extremely flattered to be asked to speak at an event in London last week. After my subjective diatribe about my daily shenanigans, a few questions were posed to me. A charming man genuinely asked me if I thought mum would benefit from having a blind dog. I answered that I didn't think it would help, as I thought that at least one of them really ought to be sighted. <laughs> <laughs>